Hey, 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 and Hi. welcome to another edition of Bead Maker and Coffee. It is February, and it is the day before Valentine's Day, so we love us some Express Interior and the Express Sidekick, which are today's show products. And our today's sponsor for Bead Maker and Coffee is Detail Link and Atlanta Detail Supply out of Atlanta, Georgia. Check out Brian's shop in Buford. He is our show sponsor today. If you want to be our show sponsor, you got to send me a shirt so I can wear it on the air. Today's host, as always, is Sydney Brakewind, and our special guest today, coming to us live from the Auto Geek Studios, is Robin Sweet. Welcome, everybody, to Beadmaker and Coffee, February edition. Yay! Morning. Nicely done. Nicely done. Golf clap. Nicely done, Keith. I got my week Martindale on. All right. Well, <laughs> welcome, Robin. We are so excited to have you here. I'm happy um, to be here. Yeah, so you are in studio today, which is super fun. Yeah. Um, what kind of car do you have behind you there? It's a 2018 McLaren. Don't ask me the model, nice. but it's pretty nice. cool. Yeah, a little cool. bead maker on top there. Very cool. That's awesome. All right, so real quick, um, I know most of you know who Robin is, but Robin, real quick, tell us who you are and what you're doing this week sure. and all that kind of fun stuff. Okay, so Robin Sweet, and I am from upstate New York, Chatham. Mm -hmm. And I have a shop called The Detail Lab, uh, owner-operator there. And I am also a trainer here at AutoGeek. So we just finished up a training this past weekend on Friday and Saturday, two-day boot camp. Awesome. Awesome. And so I'm here doing some video content shooting this afternoon and figured I'd jump on with you guys in the meantime. Nice. Well, thanks for taking time out of your morning. I know you're on the late time. You're at the 930 right now. <laughs> yeah. He's on the earliest of the early. <laughs> After the Super Bowl. <laughs> <laughs> yes, after the Super Bowl, <laughs> little rough day yesterday. Um, well, welcome. We're so excited to have you. Um, so real quick, I have to address something. So you guys know I'm like the coffee queen, right? So um, if I make slurping noises, <laughs> it's because this cup is weird. So Me too. I My lid's weird too. We both bought new mugs on our last trip and they're right. a little weird. Yeah. So Keith and I just got home from Hayward and we uh, used stars to buy new cups, right? And mine apparently shows every mark. But anyway, so it, <laughs> the, the top is weird. And so I slurp when I drink my coffee, but I was like, you know what? I'm still going to use it because I work hard for those stars. That's right. It was the last I, trip too. So Yeah. And I traded them in. So anyway, so slurp up. <laughs> this, um, this one does the same thing, Sid. I, I think we just got, we went to a defective one. We got Yeah. And I don't know. My cup is dirty top. anyway. So like the top yeah, is just the top is super weird. Um, so anyway, so real quick, let's recap, Keith, what we just got back from doing. We had quite the week last week. Yeah, um, we had a heck of a time. Yeah, it was uh three days with about a week's worth of stuff going on. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, so, so Sydney got in Tuesday, um, late in the afternoon, and it was just go, go, go from there. So what did you do on Wednesday, Sydney? Wednesday, we had um, kind of a small small group training. Um, I had a gentleman named Evan that came from OCD Detailing up in Alaska. And then we had Heather from um, Bella Vida. She works with Sam. And she came down from, I believe, Sacramento. Um, so we had the two of them there. And... Uh, I did a training for them. David Smith was my intern and it was absolutely David. awesome. We had a really, really great training. So um, just two, you know, super driven employees. I am always um, 
encouraged, you know, cause you do hear so much about employee issues nowadays and man, these two were like, give it all to me. Like they were so super excited, so into it. Um, it was just really refreshing to see two young people who cared about, you know, business and, and, you know, because sometimes a lot of times we work with like the business owners, right? So it was great to have two employees that were so dedicated and wanted to learn so much. And we just had a super great time. Really, really great time. Has David like gotten any downtime in his traveling between MTE and then going back to I don't think so. And then I think like next month he goes back to Big Bear to intern. Yeah. He's, really? Oh my goodness. Yeah. They're yeah. Yes. Up so he'll be there in March when we're there in March. We won't get yeah. into that yet. Okay. Yeah. Um, All right. And yeah. then, you know, we took a quick evening off because we, uh, we had a little event the next day with one of our distributor partners, which is 3D of Oxnard. Sandra bought her entire team uh, yep. to do a little distributor training with us and kind of check out the factory and, uh, we had a great time with them. What a what a yeah. wonderful group. Yeah. Uh, what a wonderful team. You talk about our industry and, and how it feels family-like. Uh, she's really got a great family dynamic there. And, and I don't think anybody was family with anybody else except her and her brother. But um, they just that's how it, the whole team felt. And they were fantastic to be with. And hopefully they're listening this morning. But it is a little early for, for their in the, in the country. So, yeah. Um, and then Friday, you know, we kind of kind of had some interlopers drop in on the shop Thursday night. Uh, these guys from Chicago, and they were looked a little homeless, and so we took them in. Oh, to be aside, Jason Autodis, and we had uh, Eric Joseph, and we had uh, their their camera team in, and did some videos all day on Friday. Uh, on Thursday night, went out to dinner with those guys. So what a great time to have them in the building. And then uh, Sydney and I started helped kick off Stephen's party. Mm -hmm. uh, Stephen Chin, our distributor in Hayward, who is in our building, but is still independent. Uh, he has kind of a monthly meet and greet and he just puts it together. Uh, and he must have had 30 guys there when we left. And we left yeah. about 15 minutes into the game. Uh, and then the next day, Rennie and Chris and Bob had the extreme one day Normally we have those, you know, at the sites where they belong, which would be Hay which would be Big Bear. Uh, mm -hmm. But they imported the show to Hayward uh, and had the crew from Chicago Auto Pros at our joint doing their thing. So it was kind of cool. Yep. Yeah, it was. I awesome. saw the pictures. Looks like yeah. a great turn. Yeah. Yep. yep. Great turnout um, all around. I mean, just great people all around. Every single day was awesome, and um, yeah. yeah, it was super fun. So still recovering though. I think uh, one night. I think Saturday night I slept for like 12 hours straight. So just trying to catch up. So, so that was great. Yeah. Um, all right. So let's talk about, um, so Robin, this part yeah. of the show, we talk about kind of a product that stood out to us last week that we used. Um, you know, we all love the products, but sometimes I feel like every week there's always one where I'm like, oh, thank goodness I had you this week or, you know, whatnot. Um, so do you want to take this first? Sure. Absolutely. Um, natural finish. And here's why. WeatherTech mats. Where I am in upstate New York, we're dealing with salt and dirt and mud and snow. And it's every season in the next like or the last like three weeks. It's been like every season. Right. Mm -hmm. So they're just tough to maintain, aren't they? They never really seem to get a really crisp look to them. But my favorite thing to do is pressure wash, scrub with like maybe 
brake buster, you know, that's an easy one because you've already got it out. You're doing your tires and wheels with that. So spray the mats, scrub them down. And then once they're dry, I just take your method with the soft bristle brush, a little natural finish and spread it on there. Let them dry and they're not greasy. They're not slippery. And it yeah. just gives them that nice black appearance. Yeah. So that's what I've been using a lot of. Yes. Awesome. I love it. I get natural finish in the five gallon. I go through a lot of natural finish. I love it. I love it. That's awesome. So mine is, I'm going to just go back to absolute. So I know that when absolute came out, there was all this, you know, everyone was always talking about it and everyone does still talk about it. Um, I would say, you know, I, I do the social media side. So I see as far as like story posts and just posts about products in general, I mean, absolute is over half of the post. But anyway, um, for me last week, um, you know, not only did I get to film a couple videos where I got to use absolute, um, it's funny to me in those moments because it takes me out of my shop environment. And so I got to work with absolute actually with all three groups individually. So I had students, then I had distributors and then I had for film, right. For videos. And it's funny to watch people's faces and how they're shocked at how that product works. Um, some of those individuals had never used a rinseless before. And so for me, just being in my shop and then those four different settings, it was just one where I was just so thankful that Absolute has entered the game. Um, you know, just all the versatility of it, using it as a pre-spray on super dirty cars. We had to use it to clean wheels and tires one day and they actually turned out great. Um you know, cause we're inside the training center, we can't actually wash a car. And so, you know, to be able to clean up wheels and tires on the fly was great. Uh, we had to use it as a clay lube window cleaner. You know, I'm just, uh, it, it was just one of those weeks where I just was so thankful that we have absolute now. Yeah. Um, so it's just one that, you know, I love the smell of it. I just like, I don't, I don't even ever get upset when I have to wash a car. I'm like, all right, let's do this. Like, it's just funny that it was just one of those weeks where I took a step back because I think I had to use it in four different settings that I was just like, this product's my favorite. Yeah. Absolutely. It's so versatile, you know, and yeah. I love the smell of it too. So thank yeah. you. Yeah. 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 Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. All right. My product of the week is mineral spirits that we snuck out of the tank, threw in the heater and put on the heater in the oh, training yeah. center because it was chilly. Is that what that was? I, w- I don't know what we used as fuel, but yeah, um, yes. finally on day three, <laughs> we, turned, we found the heater. <laughs> and yes, I was very thankful for that. Um, yeah, it was, it's cold. Yeah, I bet. Yep. Funny story. So Sarah, I see Sarah Coleman's messenger. Yeah. Hi, Sarah. Good morning. We, we were talking last week uh, when I was at home and it was like negative 20 with the windchill, right? And yeah. I told her I had a truck come in the night before and then it was frozen and icy and it would thaw out. And she's goes, yeah. she asked me, she said, oh, you have the heat on in your shop? I said, yeah, it'll be like 65 during the day. And she goes, yeah. no, no. Do you like, do you have the heat on? I said, yeah, that is the heat. That's 65. She's like, girl, that's not heat. <laughs> Just like from Tampa, that's not heat. I'm like, yeah, yeah, that's funny. You know what? I like my shop about 60 to 65. Yeah. But I don't like it any below that. And I don't like it really any above that. (laughs) Right. Either too cold or sweating. Right there. Yep. All right. We've got a lot of people here this morning. I know. I'm trying to figure out who it is in St. Louis. I only have so many windows up on the side screen over here. So Um, somebody is doing the (coughs) farm show. In Louisville. Tell so, you. Yeah. 
I'm just rolling through these here today. Yeah, I have it up where I can tell you who it is if there's one that just says Facebook user. Yeah, I've got the Beadmaker Lounge up, but I don't have the regular one up. All right. Should we jump into questions? It looks like there's already a lot of questions. Yeah, we got to kill this slurp thing. This is just not classy. I just got to move on from that. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, so this question is from Josh Pierce. <laughs> question of the day, how can I be as awesome as Robin and Sydney? Actually, Josh, we wish that we were as awesome as you. That's right. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I want to be as cool as he is. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Well, for and sure. he's... He's warm because he's down south. So yeah, no, we just wish we were as awesome as you. Fast City Detail. Good morning. Training was awesome. I don't remember who that was. Let me look. These are hard to go back and look for. I know. And we. And um, St. Louis is Gary Reith. Oh, Gary, cool. <clears throat> The, I'm not sure. Oh, Pete, the training was awesome. Yes, Pete did the one day with Rennie. Oh, oh yeah. cool. Yes. All right. I've met Pete before. I met him at PNS with you guys. Yes. Yeah. Yep. He's Pete's cool awesome. Guy. Yeah. He's awesome. I think Chris Woman posted something about him. Like he's always smiling and he is yes. not wrong. He is always yep. smiling. Yeah. He is the one that works on all the cool motorcycles. Yes. Yep. Yeah. So, Mexico, we got, we check in for Mexico. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, Corey Cox is with us. Awesome. Hey, the detail lab. Hey, the detail lab. The only thing missing is a is a Labrador. That's what we're missing today. Oh, I got Morning, Stephen Chin. Good morning, Stephen. Um, I did bring him with me. See, there he is. Oh, He's nice. Aww. <laughs> he travels Terry, with me. <laughs> we got to spend a little time with Terry on Friday night. Uh, yes, so great to awesome. finally meet him. And again, I mean, I've met Ter Terry before. He was in one of our trainings, but uh, it was great to connect with him. Uh, a little bit more, and that was awesome. Mm -hmm. All right. Meet and greet was amazing. One day training was amazing. Lifetime experience to intern for first time and have Jason Otterness's guest. This crew blows my mind. Yes. They are really fun. Uh, if you awesome. have not hung out with those guys, they are a, a blast to hang out with. And they they do a pretty good job of detailing, too. So that's yep. cool. Yeah. All right. We're getting through the good mornings. So speaking real quick about this, because I'm struggling with this. So um, on Friday night, right before the meet and greet, um, we got to have a little bit of fun. We pulled a bottle of um, cleaner number three, which Keith, when was that made? It was forever ago. This bottle of compound was old. 80, old. early 80s, 83 yeah. maybe, I think is what uh, they were talking about. Right. It was a lovely shade of brown. I'm not sure if it started that color. It probably smelled the it same was way. Probably it that was kind nice. of rusty brown. Yeah. It was yeah. it's probably always been that color. So we got to pull that off the shelf and Jason Otternus grabbed a rotary tool and a huge fluffy wool pad and um, took cleaner number three to the hood of a rental car. <laughs> and um, it performed <laughs> as expected, which I didn't know what to expect. So my reaction was, oh no. <laughs> And we anyway, were like, my point is, it's is, doing the job. Yeah. So if you don't follow our TikTok, you got to go on TikTok and watch that. Instagram has deleted my video four times. So they will not let me put the video on. I have no idea why. Um, so go to TikTok and check out that. Um, it was just fun. You know, it's one of those things we get to do. And I'm not sure. I don't think that bottle has been opened in years and years and years. So um, yeah. it was kind of fun to get to see, you know, a really old product from PNS and see if it still worked and it still worked. Um, oh, there was cool. still rocks in it. 
it will not let me post it. every time i post on instagram or stories instagram takes yeah. it down yeah. So that's and an old school product that's a, a solvent suspension and it has rose quartz in it. So when you stick your finger in there and you feel it, you literally feel the grit mm-hmm. in the material. So, yeah. you know, us old school guys who, who have experienced those products, it's like that's how you could tell if a product was going to work. Yeah. You know, it had, the, it had literally had what felt like sand in it. It was awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, and the smell. You mm-hmm. can never, if you've not yeah. experienced those products, they have a fragrance and it, it ain't... Uh, it's not pretty. Ain't this fragrance? Not uh, pretty. You know, they smell like they just smell like old school solvent, uh, yeah. and it was yeah. so fun to play with that product. And you know, what's really even funnier is we followed it up to polish, right. with Ultra Coat polish. Yeah. So yeah. it's still with the rotary, um, and we yeah. we left a wonderful set of worm trails on the hood of that vehicle. Yeah. Awesome. yeah. So we nice. talked about interiors in our boot camp, and of course, I pulled out the PNS three-part system, Terminator, uh-huh. bomber, and finisher, right? And that's what we trained with. We brought out some like filthy floor mats that we had, and I mean, they had stains and dirt and crud just baked in them. We had them baking out in the sun on Thursday, brought them in, had the students <laughs> work on those. They were they were gross, but man, they came out so good. And and then we worked on the interior of a you know filthy Corolla, and it worked uh-huh. well. You we added a little to it and so nice. to go through the whole process and like again how versatile those three products are whether you're using separate or together and yeah you worked on the headliner the corolla had like footprints on the headliner i didn't ask oh, questions no. right i didn't ask questions i just saw footprints so. <laughs> <laughs> so, so we just sprayed on a terry cloth and did some wiping and it worked perfect i i actually hesitate to say, I'm gonna say it. i've seen more than my fair share of cars with footprints on the seat <laughs> <laughs> okay, <laughs> Sarah's dead. She just commented. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So on that note, let's get the user questions before we go down a road we don't want to be. On. Here we go. Oh my gosh. All right. So this is from. Let's find out. I just saw this. Um, this is from Erin. So when should you offer original inspiration ceramic? The time it takes to apply is similar to Legend. I'm just wondering how much it's still being used. So for me personally, I still use it a lot. Um, I kind of go back and forth between inspiration and legend. So when a customer comes in, I kind of have an idea of which one I would prefer to use, but I always give them both options. Um, And I just explain the differences between the two. Um, Obviously my legend is going to be my longer term, you know, stronger coding. Inspiration is still, for me, inspiration is still like a love of mine. I love inspiration. It's such a great coating. Um, so it's kind of a good, you know, like if somebody has, is doing like a three-year lease on their car, I'll usually always kind of suggest inspiration. Um, so I just give them the options that, you know, the differences between the two and the longevity and then the cost difference. And for me on my, my menu legend is, you know, several hundred dollars more. Um, so I still absolutely use it. I offer it to everybody. I offer both um, legend and inspiration. The other thing that I use still use inspiration for all the time is it is totally my wheel coating that I go to, um, trim coating. Um, I don't like to use legend on trim because you do have to level it, whereas inspiration, you can put it on and walk away. Um, so I still use it on the trim. Even if I'm doing legend on the paint, I still do inspiration on the trim. I use it on some interior pieces, like the seatbelt buckles. If they're faded, I'll use inspiration. So I still kind of use it as like fine touch-ups here and there. 
Um, so I, I still go through just as much inspiration as I do legend. Yeah. I think the biggest thing for me is also price point. You know, it's more of yeah. like that introductory level kind of ceramic yeah. coating, somebody who's maybe not planning to keep their vehicle quite as long. It makes sense to, to give them different options. Right. And yeah, you know, it still performs just as good as when we remember it first coming out. Right. Even yeah. though we're spoiled now with legend, yeah. you know, it's still a fabulous product. So, yeah. and I'm the yeah. same way I use it on those plastic trim pieces, especially the ones that are painted to look like Chrome and it just works right. really well on that exterior. Yeah. Yep. Yep. I still, I'm still a huge fan of inspiration. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I really believe that's, you know, kind of an underrated product for us if we can yeah. say that i mean uh legend is just overtaking it i think on the you know just the premium feel on the paint but mm -hmm. what a great product and so versatile for us it's just a mm -hmm. it's kind of a go-to for everything including um paint so yeah and um, in my environment it seems to be it's easier to apply than legend yeah. right yeah um, so i like that aspect about it too yep yep all right. So there's a whole conversation going on here. I'm I see this. Yeah. this but, um, so, you know, we got to get these barrier guys together more often. They feel like they just don't talk. I don't know what's going on here. So. No turtles allowed. Oh. And I so got to tell you, if Terry, Terry is a turtle, he's a big turtle. He's to. a small yeah. It's a whole thing. Sarah, uh -oh. again, good morning. Gabriel, Mr. Stroopwaffle. So uh, Hans must be here somewhere. Hans is here. He chimed in with good afternoon because for him up. it There's is There's so many comments over here. I can't keep yeah. up. I know. I'm just burning <laughs> through comments here. I love that Josh is answering questions for us on the side here. I know because Josh is the best. He's just absolutely the best. And I love that there are certain comments coming up because I have some comments on that. Um, okay. This so Ron version of that, that term for us. We may have to I know. implement this. This is hilarious. Um, a little bit better than the mommy missile. <laughs> <laughs> I did a maintenance wash on the spousal transport unit with absolute. Yeah. So that yeah. It, it's all I use. It's, yeah. it's yeah. So we've now got it as a soccer mom vehicle, a yep. mommy missile, and now it's a spousal <laughs> transportation unit. Okay. That's hilarious. We may have to just do a Google search for alternate names for a minivan and see what it comes <laughs> oh Absolute is my go-to. Terry, thank Mine you. Too. Mr. Phillips has joined the program. Nice. Good morning, nice. Bob. Good morning. Did I tell you that I ran into him at the airport leaving MTE? Oh, yes. Yeah, he told yeah. me about that. Yes, yeah. he did. That's so funny. Yep. That's hilarious. Um, I'm oh, not yes. sure. Let's see if I can figure out who said oh, this. Just saying ratings may go down with a cat on meow. I'm guessing. Oh, that's William Lara. Um, yeah, I don't know where the cat went. She left. She'll be back. No treats, man. No treats, no cat. That's how Usually she sits right one of these two places. <laughs> Good morning, Make Ready. Hey, guys, by the way, I will be in Seattle on Thursday and Friday this week. I'm going up to the Dick uh, Helms thing uh, nice. in, uh, at the Museum of Flight on Friday, but I'm going to be in the area Thursday. So stay nice. tuned. I may plan something with the Kimballs for Thursday night as an ad hoc gathering. So stay with us. I wait to see the um, pictures of him and his Gary, custom detailing in St. Louis. Awesome. Um, this one's funny. So Gabriel says, Josh Pierce won Sydney is enough. So please stay to yourself. <laughs> <laughs> These guys, there's a whole conversation going on. Here. Um, this is from Jason Bruno. 
Um, he said, I tried rag stretches for the first time some of, on, for some of my microfiber towels, and I will say that I can notice a difference compared to regular non-scented laundry detergent, and I can definitely see using this long term. Yes, I love rags to riches. So yes. Jason, if you haven't tried it um, to strip old towels, you can do what we call like a major strip. And that is where you take like a five gallon bucket of super hot water. You add like a half a cup to a cup of rags to riches and you let them soak for 24 hours. And I like to every now and then kind of agitate them in the bucket and it strips all the old sealants, waxes, um, bead maker, everything out of the towel literally makes them like brand new. <laughs> Um, it's the only product that I've ever seen that has that capability to strip out the sealant. So it's awesome. Yeah. And we oh, talked great. about, um, pad cleaning and we talked yeah. a lot of rags and riches yeah. and, you know, the processes. Cause a lot of the guys that were in our class this weekend, you yeah. know, they're starting out their businesses. Some were mobile, some were fixed, but mm -hmm. they all wanted to know what's the best way to clean your towels and clean your pads. Yeah. And I told them that I have a bottle of rags and riches. I spray on my pad and just collect them in a bucket until I'm ready to do a full wash on them. And it keeps them wet and keeps that, you know, product working in there too. So. Yeah. Yeah. It's awesome. I was telling Bob and Dave this weekend about you spraying your drying towels with it. Yeah. Same bottle. And you just start trying that. Yeah. That's a awesome. little mist on it and let them dry overnight. And it, it seems yeah. to really help on the absorbency. That's awesome. I'm going to start wow. doing that. Well, and speaking of pads and towels, we did a little bit of laundry this last week. Like, yeah, we? we did. We have laundry to do here today. We have a lot of laundry. A lot we have of a new washer and dryer set at the training center. So it's been yeah. in a couple of months, but uh, we really broke it in well this last week. Yeah. Good. Yep. yep. Is it outside in the training center? You don't have to take it uh, elsewhere? It's just right outside the door. Yeah. yeah. It's right cool. there. In part of the warehouse. It's pretty yeah. cool. Yeah. 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 Um, how many different applications can we use for absolute? Oh man, there's a lot. Oh yeah. All right. Let's run the list. Uh, clay lube, like hot button, right? It's clay lube. Yeah. There's window cleaner. Yeah. Uh, drying aid. Door jams. Wash. Yeah. Door jams. Um, it's fantastic. And I just, cause I'm sitting in here, it's think making me think about it. So I have quartz countertops. And anytime you wipe them with water, the water just dries. And so I use Absolute to kind of go back over and get all the spots off my quartz. It works great on stainless steel. Um, I love it in my steamer. That's probably one of my most loved things. And I always forget to mention that. Um, I totally. That are on like a center console, all those dark. Yeah. Deep yeah. yeah it works great. Um, interiors. Mm -hmm. The other thing I really like it for is I use it for spot cleaning carpet in my house. Um, my house carpet doesn't get super dirty, but once in a while there'll just be like a little traffic pattern or something that I don't necessarily want to, um, use, you know, full carpet cleaning chemicals because that can over time soil. And so I like it just for quick cleanups. Um, I love absolute on the carpet. It gets it super clean and doesn't leave anything behind. Uh, did we miss anything? I'm sure we did. Princeless. Yeah. Final exterior windows when you're done and delivering yep. a vehicle just a nice mm -hmm. clean rag yeah yep someone just said wet sanding that's oh yeah yeah i use it for that yeah <laughs> i did so here's what i do so honestly this is a great use for it too that i actually really loved um so i've had a couple headlight restorations lately ah. so i like to do dry dry wet so I do, you know, like six or 800 and then a thousand, 1200. And then I go to 2000 or 3000, just depending on the mood I'm in. Um, so I do dry, dry, and then I leave all of the, um, sand on the headlight. And then I sprayed it with absolute and made a slurry for the wet sanding part. And it worked so good. Wow. Okay. So I'm gonna good. Have to 
Yeah. So I did, you know, and I just sprayed it. So I didn't use water. I didn't soak the paper or anything. I just sprayed it on the headlight and then it, it was perfect. Perfect. Awesome. Yeah. I like that. Yes. Wet sanding. Uh, thanks Sydney for pronouncing the name. That was from Gary. <laughs> I don't normally pronounce anything right. So thanks for mentioning that. <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> All right, another question. Good morning, everybody. All right. Uh, can I clay with absolute clay towel and iron buster at the same time? Robin, you take that, and I'm going to find out who said that. Okay. I'm going to say probably okay. not. I would not use the iron buster and the clay towel at the same time. <clears throat> I like the iron buster might kind of break down the towel itself. Yeah. Um, plus, you don't you want to pull the contamination with the iron buster, right, and then get it off the surface. Yeah. And I like to do that first and then use the clay towel after or vice versa, um, you know, either way, but I wouldn't use them together. Absolute in the clay towel. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. But iron buster should be used probably alone and then do a heavy rinse and uh, wash even. So. Yep. Totally yeah. agree. Um, it will a couple things because you'll see people do this. Um, I don't think it's a good idea. I do think it does break down the clay, but also should you do that, your clay towel is going to forever smell like Iron Buster. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> forever. Um, and like Robin said, that's such a great example, is that it's two kinds of contamination that you're dealing with. And so you really want to get them off separately because otherwise you're they're fighting each other at that same time. And then you could definitely introduce more marring and things like that. So yeah, I would, if you need to use iron buster, if you've got iron fallout and all that kind of good stuff, I would get that off there first. And then your clay towel is going to just be that much more effective. Um, and it doesn't really matter which, which order you do that in. Um, I usually do the iron buster first just cause I, I just want to get that stuff off of there. Um, yeah. so I have a cleaner surface to work with, but yeah, do them separate. Yeah. We showed sure. both processes uh, this weekend on how you can do, you know, like a iron remover first and then clay or, you know, clay first, then iron remover. Yeah. And it really depends yep. on the vehicle and your environment yeah. and the process of what you're doing, you know, the steps that you're taking afterward too, if you're yep. going to be polishing later or not. But Yeah. And that's separate. so true. I had an SUV a couple of weeks ago that I did the clay towel and everything. And then just kind of looking into the paint, I could see some rust particles and stuff. And so then I just went back over with an iron buster rinse and it was great. Yeah. I know totally. Justin Lobato talks about it. Like, uh, if you think about you're cutting the tree down, right. Yeah. And then you're removing the roots. Yeah. So no, that's like his theory on it. <laughs> it works. No, it's a good theory. Sometimes clay will break yeah. off the tip or the top of embedded iron particles. Uh, and they, they, they remain there. You take the rust look away, but they're still there. So using a dedicated remover, you know, chemically, uh, can help dissolve that stuff and take it out of the paint. Um, yeah. I'm still a crystal wash guy. Just me. That's my two cents. We're going to talk about crystal wash. Yes, we are. You know what we ought to do? And this, this comment brings up a perfect comment. I we need this. to do an entire show on how to use all of our products for nothing related to cars. Related to detailing. <laughs> That's actually a great, you should totally do that. That'd be um, a great series on our YouTube channel. Oh yeah, that would be fun. Would so, be leather treatment for the win this weekend to help break in my son's new baseball glove for Little League. That you know, so, so this cool. brings up a great opportunity to talk about leather treatment and the difference between it and say a, a full-on just dedicated leather protectant or coating mm -hmm. or, or something like that. So, I'll let you guys take that ball and run with it a little. Yeah. Do you have anything 
Robin? I use it on everything. I, yeah. you know, I do the leather and then I go, <clears throat> I'm going to keep going and just put this on plastic and vinyl uh -huh. and just keep using it without one because I love the smell of it. But I know that it, it protects and kind of conditions at the same time. So why not use it on all the surfaces that I can get it on? Yep. Yeah. I think it's, um, I mean, I use it as my premium leather dressing and I think I love that product. It's so, so good. And I actually yeah. love this idea for it. And I've seen, um, <clears throat> you know, people use it on leather purses and old leather boots. Like there is, there's so much that, you know, you can use it, you can massage it by hand or by applicator. Um, you can do multiple treatments of it, but you know, I, um, last year worked on actually Gabe from, um, the rag company. He got an old land cruiser, not super old, but the, um, the leather was so hard, yeah. you know? And so we just sat there and just massaged it into it. Um, you know, put like two coats on it and it was crazy how much softer it was just by the end of that day that if somebody was really dedicated to, you know, keep putting it in there and keep massaging it, you really can, you know, restore leather with it. And it is, it's such a great product. And I, I love it on, you know, purses and backpacks, you know, whatever's real leather. It, so I, I love the base. I had never thought about a baseball glove. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So cool. All right, here we go. Next comment. Fast, Fast Eddie's. Hey, awesome. Fast Eddie's. Yep. It's so great for motorcycles, the, right? Uh, yeah. Yeah. That's all I use on motorcycles. I'm I'm afraid to death to use uh pressure washers on motorcycles. I'll use it on the wheels and tires and stuff, but man, I would much rather absolute it. Well, we didn't talk about your kind of detail that you did that was of note, but you did a couple motorcycles right after the last speed maker and coffee that week. And I did, I did. That's right. That was that afternoon. That was crazy. I had like a 19, I think it was a 1984 Ducati. Uh, it was bright yellow. Um, the funny story behind that one is it was going into someone's living room. Wow. So I basically had to make it into a showpiece. So yeah. it was not going to be ridden after, um, and I can't remember how many miles it had on it. I think it had 7,000 miles on it. Um, and it was really cool. So that was super fun to work on, but I was a little bit, you know, afraid to touch stuff. I mean, it's an 84 and it's a Ducati. So that was scary. Um, and then the other one was, um, a KTM like dirt bike. And so, because I am afraid of the pressure washer, I just, I had him clean it first. Well, and the pressure washer, <laughs> and then I just touched like, it up with absolute. So yes. it's messy and, you know, steam is yeah. probably okay, but then that water just gets yeah. everywhere in there and yeah. you can never really get it fully dry. Even if you do try to blow it, it just seems to drip forever. So I'm going to yeah. have to try absolute on bikes now for sure. Yeah. Love it. Love it. Love it. Yes. Rocks in a bottle. That's what it was. That's what it was. Literally, Rose Quartz. Literally. <laughs> yep. yep. All right. Mike said, uh, oh, I found out from Terry, he graduated from school the same year I was born. <laughs> Look at that. I'm just going to leave you that know. alone. We're moving on. Hi, Sarah. Yay. <laughs> that was the Sarah's dead comment. Yeah. <laughs> the feet on the ceiling. That's yep. <laughs> We got to see Mike on Friday. That was fun. Um, Terry says, when using Crystal Wash for decon, do you prefer a spray bottle or a pump sprayer? Well, I do a spray bottle, and I'll tell you why. Because um, it is a mild acid, and I feel like um, 
in a pump sprayer, it's going to put more in the air than you're probably realizing. So I'm going to say if you're going to use it in a pump sprayer, I would maybe be wearing a respirator or a mask. Um, so Crystal Wash is, is a really safe product to use, but it is a mild acid. And if you're like me and you never stop talking and you inhale it, yeah, you're aware that you're using <laughs> acid. So that would be my only hesitation in using it in a pump sprayer. <laughs> Why is he laughing so much? Why did he giggle? You're like me and you never stop talking. <laughs> I say use the respirator anyway, even in the spray bottle, which is my preferred yeah. method. Because I want it, like you said, instead of fine particles throughout the air, I want it yeah. directly onto the surface. And I can right. kind of control that a little bit better. Yeah. You yeah. know, pump sprayers definitely come in handy for other products. But I think with the mm -hmm. crystal wash, it's I put it in the IK sprayer and just go to town with it. And yeah. Yeah. yeah to go I around the vehicle spray. Yeah, yeah. If, if I had a two and a half gallon pump sprayer like the the IK the big pump sprayer or like a a garden sprayer, I might might be tempted to use that because they don't really miss the product as much. Plus, you get the extra foot or so of a wand that keeps it away from you. So, I might do yeah, that. But I would just be afraid because on that, that one, it's up. got such a wide spray pattern that I yeah. I wouldn't necessarily want to get it on all the surrounding areas. But, um, you know, I would just say. If you're doing like if you were doing like a big semi or something or a big truck, I'd put it in one of those IK big sprayers just because yeah. you're going to kill your hand pumping. So if you had a large vehicle that you needed to spread it across, I would use that. If you're using it for wheels or, you know, just a passenger car, I would probably stick to the spray bottle. Yeah. And I think it also depends on how much <laughs> of the product you use. I mean, if you use it on every car, every time. Right. Um, you know, yeah. pump spray might be the way to go. If you're using it selectively, I mean, it doesn't make sense to put that into that high volume of a container. Mm -hmm. So, all right, here we go. Josh Pierce, by the way, I got to tell you, man, uh, Josh has been making us look bad once again uh, yes. with his social media posts. Yeah. Uh, the flowers and the Valentine's Day stuff was just too much last week, Josh. Yeah. You gotta, mm -hmm. You're making us look bad. <laughs> 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 All right. So upcoming coding certification in Iowa. Elite Sales is putting on a training at Carousel Auto Appearance in Iowa City, Iowa on Saturday, March 4th. And Hometown Distributing is hosting one in Algona, Iowa. Algona, yep. 25th. That's awesome. Yep. Awesome, yeah. awesome. <clears throat> and if you have not been to a Josh Pierce coding class, uh, I hear they are a thing to see. So you yes. should... If you yeah. are anywhere in that area, um, drive in and go see Josh. And the one at Carousel is actually, Carousel is actually Josh's business. That's mm -hmm. his shop. So um, that is a great opportunity to connect with a guy who is getting it done and does it right. That's for sure. So if you have a chance a to go to that class, you got to go. A wealth of knowledge, not just coatings, but yes. so many other topics. All right, Mike, I'm so glad you asked this question. <laughs> You never get this question. Because I hear good things about Crystal Wash. Can you explain how this works? Absolutely. So um, so Keith and I had um, stayed up late one night talking about all the fun things we could do with this program. We, we thought about having like a whole elephant in the room section. Um, and Crystal Wash would have fallen into the elephant in the room section this week. But we don't have the graphics. So um, we've talked about Crystal Wash on the last couple of Beadmaker and Coffees. And you guys would not believe how many messages and calls Keith gets saying, has Sydney done the crystal wash video yet? And then Keith asked me and I get all the messages too. So here's the cool thing, everybody. 
I shot the crystal wash video yesterday. Um, it's halfway edited. Um, I did film it myself and I'm editing myself. So <laughs> it's going to be, yeah, it's, but it, no, it's going to be good. Um, so I did shoot it yesterday. Um, I should be able to finish it up today. And I even made a TikTok to go along with it. So I'm super excited about it. And um, I think it's going to be great. But I did film it yesterday. Um, now, there's going to need to be another crystal wash video because this one was on the premise of Sydney's favorite way to clean wheels. So it was oh, only wheel clean. So okay. then we will do a separate one with crystal wash on the paint, um, just especially for Keith, because that's his favorite thing is what happens with crystal wash on paint. <laughs> so back to how it works. Um, my scientific explanation might not be as good as Keith. So I'm going to let Keith take this one. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm dude. I'm all fired up. Let's go. I want to hear yours. Okay. So crystal wash is a mild acid. It's an organic mild acid. Um, it is very safe to use though. Um, you can use it on like mild water spots. I like to use it to clean, um, in between the letters of the emblems. Um, you know, we can use water spot remover, but that's a lot of times a little bit more power than we need. Um, so it works great. I will go around right before I start washing a car. So when it's dry, I spray it on the emblems and just take my, you know, crevice brush, my detail factory crevice brush and kind of agitate it. And then I just leave it. Um, that's kind of the beauty about crystal washes. You can just leave it on the paint. It's kind of actually meant to dry. Yep. Um, so what happens is it attacks the, um, you know, rust particles, environmental fallout, industrial fallout, all that kind of good stuff. And it, grabs it and it crystallizes around it and then it helps it wash away from the surface. So it's pretty cool on the paint when it actually dries and it turns into these little fine crystals. Um, the wheels, it does not do that though, but probably mainly cause you, you're just not working that slow. So you don't really see that on the wheels. Um, but that's as much as I know about it, that it is kind of an alternative to iron buster. If you have true rust particles, um, if you have a vehicle that's near, you know, railways or something like that, I will still totally use iron buster when you have that really nasty fallout, but for general fallout and all of that good stuff, it's just, and it's a great, I like to use it almost as an insurance before I coat a car. I'll just spray down the whole car just as an insurance policy that I've gotten all foreign contamination removed away from the surface. So, um, but past that, as far as the scientific part, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, it is a mild acid. So you're, you're going to have it uh, much the same way as a water spot remover, which is an acid. Uh, also help remove things like water spots, calcium buildup, that sort of thing. It'll break those down and soften them. So it, it's absolutely safe on the windows. Uh, like anything, I don't use it in direct sunlight. Uh, I like to keep it in, in a you know covered area. Uh, but you can use it on the glass to trim the, the body, the whole thing. Uh, and as our friend, the 58-pound brain, whose brain keeps getting bigger every time we talk about him, uh, Michael Hill would tell us that lowering the pH of the vehicle prior to applying a coating seems to help with the longevity and bonding on the coating. I don't know the science beyond that, beyond what Michael has just said there. Uh, so any other questions are directly attributable to Mr. Hill. Um, but it does help with that sort of thing. The reason I brought the old PNS little mitt, look at it, it's a, it's a, it's a square um, over, <laughs> every time we get the crystal wash question, we go, Hey, check out this product over here. Cause we don't have a video yet. So yeah. uh, we now have a video. So that's why we do that. So, um, 
So, uh, yeah, I mean, Crystal Wash is just our old school uh, decon product, uh, if you will. We say old school, but it's just what we used back in the day before iron remover came along. So uh, it is capable of softening and breaking down those iron particulate. Uh, but the iron removers seem to do a much more accelerated job of, of doing that. Plus, they put on a little pretty show with all the pink and color. So, yeah. Robin, right. have you gotten to use the crystal wash yet? I have. I used it last week on an old Ford pickup, and it works pretty dang good. And it's fun, you know. Yes. But, yeah, I would say that there was probably some spots on there because it was an old truck that I definitely had to then kind of break out the iron buster afterward even you know, because I just knew I was going to have to polish and just didn't want that contamination left left behind. Yep. So, yep. yep. Awesome. Speaking of Crystal Watts, Crystal Lake, Lake Illinois. Lake. Yes. All right. Stephen is running down the good morning line here. So there's <laughs> one of these. Um, can you use Beatmaker on a wet vehicle? Oh, you guys better go with that one. Yes. Awesome question. Yes. That's I pretty have. much the only way I use it. Um, yes. So I do primarily in my shop, I'm doing wash clay seals on pretty much everything. And so, I mean, 95% of the time I'm applying bead maker wet. Um, it's just my preferred way. I don't ever have any problems with streaking or, you know, application. I just don't have any issue with it. And so I prefer to put it on wet. I also feel like maybe it lasts a little bit longer, um, especially using the clay towel yeah. with it, whether the car needs it or not, there is something about that process that I find the bead maker lasts months beyond what it would typically come from just using it as like a detail spray. Um, so it's my preferred method for applying it. Uh, I still apply it dry, you know, kind of, I still use it as like my final touch spray, but when I'm doing that, I'm not putting a full coat of bead maker on. So the full coat of bead maker for me goes on wet. I do exactly the same thing with the clay if it needs it or just spray it on and dry it off. You know, using it with the clay, it makes you feel like you're really working it in and yeah. creating a good bond before you go yeah. and wipe it off with a drying towel. And yeah. then, yeah, bead maker goes on top of my coatings, no matter which yeah. one it is. You know, usually sole is on there and then bead maker on top of that. So, yep. And I believe this is Pete that's saying this, and this cracks me up every time I read it. It never gets old. <laughs> Inspiration for motorcycles is the way to go. It gives them that sick Bob Phillips look. It cracks me up every time. Okay. Every time I read it. By the way, Robin has a fan on today. Thank you, Chad. Yes. Robin is the best detailer ever. <laughs> All right. Hans. Hello, head of PNS Netherlands. Which morning, is Patrick Hans. Markle and team. So awesome. Yes. Good morning, Hans. Thanks for joining us always. Uh, Terry, see you Wednesday, Steve. Terry, it was nice to see you on Friday. It's always nice to see you. And what he's probably referring to might just be that we have a training event on All Wednesday right. at PNS. We have, yeah, we have, really? and Sarah will not be there, unfortunately. That's a sad face. But uh, oh. we have the Rootbest team on the 15th at PNS doing nice. a Rootbest training event. Uh, awesome. And that coincides with Prentice being at PNS this week doing our regular training stuff. Cool. So uh, the busy week will not end. Mr. Phillips got started on Tuesday afternoon, and it doesn't end until Thursday for him. So um, nice, nice. Yeah. Mike saying good morning. High five, crew. That is from Alan Medcraft. Hello, Hello Alan. Joining us. Uh, then somebody said, what's up, buddy? 
And look at that. Good morning, Mike, Jamie, Romero, Keith, and Sydney. I think I got that all in before it disappeared. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Robin and everyone else. Yes, perfect. Was, like I said, I was running down Stephen's list. I just had to get to it. Oh, I see Hans's follow-up. That's funny. Um, we'll definitely keep that in mind, pass info along to others. Not sure what that was about, but that's cool. Excellent info. Yay. I don't, there's some side conversations going on. <laughs> All right. So Ron says, I've seen someone post about conditioning new microfiber toweling by pre-soak with rags to riches prior to the initial wash. So here's my feeling on this. I, um, I don't pre-wash my rags. I know a lot of people do. The rag company will tell you to. I think that that's the best um, practice, but I don't do it. I put them um, in the box and put them to work. I am the same I just, way. I, yeah, I just don't have time to do that. Um, I am a huge towel snob, though. And um, the rags that you do need to pre-wash are the new Wolfpack ones, for sure. Those have to be pre-washed. But otherwise, I don't do it. Um, that sounds like a great plan. <laughs> well, I think this goes hand in hand with what I do when I'm like... right. The use spray. the towel and so i just spritz a little bit yeah. of the rags to riches on there yeah so maybe that's what it's doing is conditioning if you will in between uses yeah. but not i love not that right so so back to that do you um do you only spray your drying towels or do you spray like the any towels that you use bead maker with before uh, you no but i could try that you know i yeah. just use it in the wash but no it's my drying towels that i just put a fine yeah. mist on while yeah. they're dry overnight. I think I might make a second bottle because you know I have those baskets that everything's separated. And yep. so one basket is my drying towels and my FTWs. And so almost yeah. every single one of those towels meets bead maker at some point through the process. So I think I'm just going to put a bottle right there and start spraying every single towel and see what happens. Yeah. I'm telling you, it works so well in the drying towels That's because awesome. you know you come in and you use it the next day and it's kind of like, it doesn't absorb yeah. quite as quick. It takes a little bit like of a break in. Yeah. But when I, I love that. I love that. Cause you know, I use it as a pad spray as soon as like I put it on, as soon as the pad comes off the machine, yep. I spray it with rags to riches and throw it in a bucket and it yep. kind of keeps that compound and polish from setting in. So I can totally see how that works. I'm going to, I'm going to start doing that. Yeah. Wow. So now we're priming towels. That's awesome. We prime the it. pad. Now we're priming towels. I awesome. love it. We came up with a new method on bead maker and coffee today. <laughs> you, you heard it or here first. There you go. It. And it wasn't about um, crystal wash. <laughs> nope. Yeah. The, the one standing comment is about the absolute and using it for that. So there yeah. you go. Yeah. Um, absolute equals water softener, part per million reduction. Yes. yes it, it does Absolutely. have that. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay. Sydney can read this one. Thank God for the new towels and applicators. How do you guys go about choosing the next set of towels and applicators? Also, what would you use the pearl weave applicator for? Um, so I'm assuming this is. This is our new line of, of new... rag company towels that we revealed about a week ago. Yeah. Yes. So that so... actually came from Anthony Brown. So um, how do we go about choosing the next set of towels? I think, I mean, it probably goes along with you know, we use them all and we kind of pick which ones, you know, are our favorites, the ones that we find, you know, that we use the most. Um, obviously like the liquidator, that was an easy choice. That towel feels like it was made for absolute literally. Um, you know, so that by far is the towel that I use when doing rinseless washes. Um, the FTW I use for everything, everything, yeah. everything you hear me say, I'm like FTW, FTW. Um, <laughs> It was so funny. Actually, I had to tell people in my training the other day, like, I don't work 
the rag company. It was so funny because I was, everything was my favorite towel. Um, but basically we just, we pulled in the ones that are most commonly used. Um, you know, the ones that we hear talked about the most and the ones that, you know, seem to be going the distance. Um, as far as the applicators love the, love the applicators with the barriers. I mean, that's just seems to be the industry standard as far as, um, you know, product usage, it definitely cuts down on how much the applicators absorb of, you know, these coatings and these coatings are not cheap. So it's nice to be able to kind of control the usage of that. The pearl weave applicator. Here's the thing about those. The concept is very weird to me, but when you use them, then it kind of makes sense. So I do like them. They're kind of nice to get around, um, you know, in certain situations, like they're really nice to use on, um, like my favorite areas are the, um, backs of mirrors, um, and things like that. But to me, it's still like, when I think about the round, it doesn't make sense, but it works, which is so crazy. It truly is round ones for interiors a lot. Oh, with yeah. the leather conditioner, that's that's kind of my go-to because it's easy to grip. And when you're trying to get into the yeah. little areas of the seat, it just it makes sense to use it there. And it holds the conditioner like on the surface oh, of the pad. Yeah. So yeah. instead of absorbing it, I think because mm-hmm. of the pearl weave kind of like mm-hmm. helps it to spread better. So that's what I use them for a lot. That's awesome. I'll have to try that. Um, so I've only used probably six on coatings, but I mean, they were, they're great. Yeah, They're totally great. I just... Um, if you have ever been in a class with me or anything, you know that I'm just a box person always. <laughs> Every method I do, I'm like, okay, we're going to use the box method again. So the rectangle applicator matches the brain pattern that I have, but the pearl weaves work fantastic. So yeah. it's just kind of whatever, um, you know, use what works best for you, but they're, they're great. Yeah. I think when it comes but to, I love, the, I love the conditioner thing. I'm gonna have to try that. Yeah. When it comes to choosing towels, I mean, I don't know about, you know, as far as creating new towels, but when it comes to choosing them in your shop, it's really sometimes just trial and error, right? Yeah. You know, you just got to try them out and see if it works. Like the FTWs, I have a dedicated set of FTWs that are blue for mm-hmm. my interior windows and they don't get used yeah. on anything else because they don't leave any lint, any shrieking behind. Mm-hmm. I do what you do with the pad and that's, I use two towels and a pad, right? And yeah. the FTW is the last one. So. Yeah. Same, same. My blue ones only touch glass. Yeah. Love it. Being fortunate enough to be part of the selection process, um, I can tell you that it was, it was almost a two year process for us to look at adding, you know, one of the things you do as a company is you look at what you already carry and SKUs and products and all this technical stuff. And, and you realize you can't carry everything. So, um, you know, as much as we did the best we could to get a lot of additions to the, the lineup there, there's always going to be somebody who says, oh, you didn't bring in that towel. And it just, you know, we had to look at what was popular, what what was affordable as well. So uh, we have a triple pack of gray, red, and black towels. It's a 12-pack, and it's super price effective. So there was there's considerations on every level. Price, uh, what can we bring in, what kind of duplicates what another towel is doing. But um, I think we did a good job as a team of kind of coming up with what we all thought was uh, a nice product selection to add to the lineup. So yeah. hope that helps. Love it. I like this comment. This is from Alan. Um, to improve the bite of iron muster, buster, agitate with a microfiber towel or wash again with the microfiber, oh God, I can't talk. <laughs> microfiber wash mitt and use iron like a soap, iron buster. Um, yeah. yeah. So I will often do that. I will, um, sometimes I will wash the car and then I actually go back with iron buster 
and agitate it again yeah. and then rinse it. Yeah. 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 Totally. We knew and we were gonna this one's for Keith. This is from Anthony Brown. Why is it so hard to get Iron Buster in the gallon sizes and the five gallon sizes? <laughs> now, if I was being irascible as hell, I would just say, hey, Anthony, in two weeks when we're at your class teaching the coding class, ask me there. But no, uh, reality is it's, it's a product that takes a little more production effort. Uh, you have to have an all poly blending tank and system. And so uh, it just becomes a lower volume production product for us. Uh, we think we're starting to solve that that production pace. And so hopefully within the next 30 to 60 days, we'll start to get a little bit more back on track with having a consistent stock. But, um, you know, it's a number of different factors, one of which is just that the production uh, size bat batches is not as big as we'd like it to be. Um, so that's really the reason, guys. Uh, we, we love the product. If we could have 10 times what we normally have on hand in stock right now, we would. So, yeah. and I mean, to that point, that's why we're trying to kind of show the crystal wash process on wheels. Um, I think that the iron buster usage part of it is just, it's so good on wheels, you know? So these products that are kind of meant more for paint, people really started to highly use for wheels because it made it so easy to clean your wheel. Um, and iron buster is fantastic on wheels. It does create a little bit of more of a mess. So for people like me who work inside or somebody that's mobile, or if you're working in commercial areas, it's a little bit harder to use iron buster because you could leave some staining. And so that's why we're trying to kind of introduce that crystal wash can be for some of those wheels where you need to up the power of your cleaning, but you don't necessarily have to go all the way to Iron Buster. So hopefully Crystal Wash in this wheel process will take a little bit of pressure off Iron Buster. Um, like for me last week, this is a great example. I had a BMW Z4 in here. The wheels probably hadn't been cleaned in, I don't know how long, really long time. So I tried to do the Crystal Wash Brake Buster, which 90% of the time works. And the crystal wash just wasn't as strong as Iron Buster for that set of wheels and for how old the contamination was. So then I had to bump up to Iron Buster. But for me, I'm able to use crystal wash in a lot of situations where I would normally have used Iron Buster. Um, so it just gives us options to kind of step up to like, you know, the Mac Daddy of all wheel cleaners, which is I think Iron with Buster. a lot of our processes, you know, we try to be the least aggressive at first. Right. You know? have to bump it up you bump it up so yeah. start with crystal wash and then if yep. you need to use the iron buster you know yep. just like a polish you start with yep. least aggressive do a test spot and see how yep. your results turn out and robin you're going to feel me on this one so you guys keith and most men don't understand our pain but if i can go days of the week without smelling like iron buster because it <laughs> absorbs into our hair and then we mm -hmm. smell like it for days. Yes. Um, it's nice. So yeah. <laughs> for, us, for us ladies, we have this odor absorption issue yeah. going on. Right and I here. found where my shop is because it's a shared building, right? I'm kind of like in the back corner, but when yeah. people come down the hall, we have, you know, a shared kind of kitchen area oh, yeah. uh -huh. and Thanks. I don't want them. It's offensive, right? Yeah. So yeah. I've gotten some comments about it. And so if I can use it outdoors, yeah. which I'm not doing now, obviously in upstate New right. York, so I've turned yeah. to the crystal wash, but yeah. I did have to use it a couple times last week, the iron buster, you know, it just wasn't quite enough, but then I don't have to use it white as often it's not lingering and yeah for sure it's getting in your hair and who knows what it's doing yeah 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 and also the other part of it is cost i mean let's face it you know the the efficiency 
of Iron Buster is great, but if you can use Crystal Wash, it certainly is going to be more uh, cost effective. So, yep. all right. So Sarah says we need to do that show. We need to do the home show version of PNS products. So yeah, let's do it. I'm all about okay. it. Okay, uh, we are getting toward the one hour mark, which means we're into speed round for questions. So here we go. All right, speed what? round. Never, Never pressure wash motorcycles, right? Yeah. Unless you unless they're off road. Right. I can't um, keep up with that emoji. Um, what product do you recommend for pre-soak, a high pH soap? I just use um, Yeah. You know, I think that a lot of times um, you can do really great pre-soaks without it being high pH. Um, for me, I will either use Absolute as my pre-soak or I also still really like Epic as a pre-soak. Um, the only reason that I like Epic over absolute sometimes is that it's a little bit thicker. And so it tends to hang on to the panel a little bit longer. Um, and I just, I've always really loved Epic. So that's kind of the space for Epic in my shop. Um, so I use Epic as a pre-soak or I'll use EnviroClean if it's, you mm -hmm. know, if it's really gross and dirty. Um, but either one of those, I just do a, a normal, you know, pre-spray and then I wash as normal. I so have, I do have one. I use uh, Mudbuster, real low, oh, yeah. like the rocker panels. Mudbuster yeah. is my favorite now for yeah. that. I just keep that in the sprayer, and I'm only doing a small section low, yeah. especially where I'm from, dirt roads, mud, yick. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So you know, I mean, I'm not a foamer, so I think that any of the soaps that you can use, Pearl body wash is a great one. Um, those can all be used as a pre-soak in a foamer if, if you're kind of the snow foam type of person and that's great. Um, and those are all going to kind of help lift the dirt away from the surface to rinse away. But for me, I, I just use a pre-spray of either Epic or EnviroClean or Mudbuster's great. Yeah. I'll just drop a bomb here. Breakbuster. Mm. I'm a Breakbuster guy. I mean, I can use it. Uh, it's got a lot of lubricity in it because it's got a lot of soap factor. So hell, you can throw that on and clay and, and go. And uh, is it ideal? No, but you can certainly use it. Uh, otherwise, I would go EnviroClean. But I like Breakbuster too in a pinch. When, you, when, you, when you're limited on what's in the shop, yeah. that, you can't go wrong. So, yeah, I can see that. I think I've used Breakbuster before to get bugs off and stuff. I'm just stingy about my Breakbuster because that's the one bottle that I literally have to refill every two days. So I'm yeah. a little bit stingier on my Breakbuster. Yeah. yeah. What did I say last week? Oh, yeah, we sell soap. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Ivan says, what are your thoughts on Playmaker Polish? I've used other all-in-one products, but Playmaker is the one that I want to use. Um, so I may possibly be the wrong person to ask about this. I don't use a ton of all-in-one polishes. Um, so I haven't really, you know, I'm, I'm not an expert in playing with Playmaker. So I do use Ultra Coat Polish, which is technically an all-in-one polish, but I'm using it to either polish right after I've used compound. I like to use it as my polish or I'm using it to fix ceramic. So in those two cases, you would not use Playmaker. Um, so it ultra coat is safe on ceramic. It's a great ceramic corrector. It has a little bit of, you know, protection in it, but when I'm using it prior to a coating, which you know me, I don't really polish unless I'm doing a coating. And so that's why I don't use a ton of all-in-ones, but I will use ultra coat because we can, you know, what's left in ultra coat does remove with, um, the paint prep. And I'm not sure on playmaker if everything would remove. So me personally, I'm not 
an expert on Playmaker as an all-in-one? I'm surprised Josh didn't jump on here and answer that question. Josh, where are you? <laughs> <laughs> so Playmaker's protectant is Beadmaker. That's what's in Playmaker. Um, so, uh, hey, Bristol's back. Nice to have the cat back. Um, so, you know, Playmaker... Uh, much like ultra coat polish and, and I'm the biggest ultra coat polish fan on the planet um, is, you know, just, it's a great all in one. It does have a nice abrasive in it. It will do some, some reduction of marring uh, marks and that sort of thing. And haze uh, not going to do a lot of heavy, you know, repair. Um, look, it's kind of like um, anything else in the world. If, if you like one versus the other, use the one that you like that gives you the result that you get. Um, you know, uh, I don't think you can go wrong with either product. Uh, I love Playmaker on the sense that, you know, you do leave the beadmaker behind. And if that's your final step, you're going to get a great result with less effort. And you send the car out the, out the door without having to do another step. So uh, there's no wrong answer there, in my opinion. Yeah. yeah. All right. Um, can yes. you iron buster and then crystal wash? Well, sure you could. Um, probably not necessary. They're kind of doing the same thing. Iron Buster is going to do a little bit better job on those actual iron particles. Um, but I've probably gone more the other way if I've used Crystal Wash and felt like I didn't get all the, you know, all the iron out, then I'll follow up with Iron Buster. Um, like I said, Crystal Wash, you use it on a dry vehicle, by the way. I don't think we mentioned that. Um, crystal Wash works best on a dry vehicle. If you've already put water on the vehicle, it's not going to work totally. I mean, it will still work, but it works better on a dry vehicle because you want it to kind of dry and get those crystals. Um, so I generally spray the car first with crystal wash then go about my normal wash. And then I may go, Oh, in this back end, I need to follow up with some iron buster. So, but generally speaking, unless the car is super contaminated, you should not need to use both. All right. And I would use Iron Buster after Crystal Wash, just from the chemistry point of view, neutralizing the acid. So yeah. that's that's the reason I would do it in that order as opposed to the other way around. Yeah. All right. Mike's at work. Go, Mike. Kill it today. Have a great week, Mike. Hans, haven't you guys heard that Gabriel is the head of PNS Netherlands? Yes. He absolutely is the head of PNS Netherlands. Uh, Terry says, Congrats, Robin, on your retirement from 911. Thank you for your Thanks, service. The Red Company. The Red Company. were burning. They tuned in. Awesome. <laughs> Ramiro says, Steven, see you Wednesday. Can't wait for the training. Sounds like a fun training going on. Um, sounds like a good idea. <laughs> Yeah, that's always a good idea. FTW rocks. I love that towel. FTW yes. rocks. It absolutely does. I need it in every color that matches all of my chemicals. <laughs> um, it's nice, but no barrier. So it soaks up everything. Are they talking about the pearl puck? Yes. I'm pretty sure the pearl puck has barrier. I don't know. If, I, I, yeah. Maybe there's one that it does. does. It does. Yeah, it does. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yep. It does. I, I haven't used pearl puck, so I wouldn't know. Yep. It has one. Um, okay, y'all got to go back to work. Me too. <laughs> I don't even know what that's about. That was from Anthony bringing up the towel situation or the um, iron buster in the fives. That was from Anthony. Um, even funny. though Kyle isn't here, I just have to mention EnviroClean. Not that I have a question about it. Yes, Gabriel. Um, Kyle's is the biggest fan of EnviroClean. Yes, he is. Um, and then would it be better to use knockoff and not break buster if it's more dirty? 
You know, to me, honestly, knockoff and breakbuster are, are, have about the same abilities. Um, for me personally, I think just because I started with breakbuster, I really love breakbuster. Um, I've never really made the switch over to knockoff. I have it. I run it through my chemtroll. It's a great product, but I use it to clean my Swiss tracks. <laughs> yes. So it's really, really great for that, by the way. Um, but knockoff for me on wheels and tires, it's got to be a pretty strong, um, I don't like it super diluted on wheels and tires. Um, and for me, I just like the foaming action of Breakbuster. So it's yeah. just really, I mean, I would say they're pretty evenly matched, wouldn't you, Keith? I would, um, you know, and I'm a huge chemtroll guy, but yeah. I have to say I'm I'm also probably the product I've hung my hat on the most with with being in love with is Breakbuster. So yeah. uh, given the choice, I'll probably take Breakbuster every time. Mm -hmm. But if you're looking for price and affordability and the fact you can dilute knockoff, it's, you can't beat that that opportunity there. Yeah. So like I've said, if you have really dirty wheels, you just crystal wash. And then that gives, I mean, I still use brake buster. So just to be yeah. clear, and you guys will see this in the video, I spray crystal wash on the wheel and then I go right over it with the brake buster, do the whole tire, cover the wheel. And I use, I'm using the crystal wash to bump up the cleaning ability for brake buster. Brake buster is awesome on maintained wheels. Um, so I'm not using crystal wash every time. It, this is just when the wheels are super dirty. My personal wheels I have to use crystal wash every single time because my brake dust is off the hook. Yeah. So, um, it, dirty wheels, just, just use like a pre-spray, like crystal wash or iron buster. Yeah. Can you use absolute with another car soap? Um, I'm not sure I where I would be. Yeah. Huh? I guess if you pre-sprayed the whole car with absolute, but why would, why would you use a different soap? Just yeah. adding a different, another step then at that point, you know? Yeah. Oh, wow. Tony coming in hot, coming in hot. <laughs> <laughs> Tony has entered the building. Um, <laughs> okay. Sorry. Terry, dilution rate for EnviroClean as a pre-soak. Um, Gosh, we get this question a lot, and I can never remember the answer. I think it's like I think I use it probably around four to one, five to one. I five to one. To do it eight to one. I don't know. Yeah. Yep. yep. Four that's to eight the, to one. Whatever way you want to go. And that's the great part about EnviroClean is that one product is very highly dilutable. I mean, yeah. you can use it strong for exterior stuff. If you're doing engines, you can kind of have it middle of the road if you're using it as a pre-spray. And then if you need to use it on interiors, say like a what's a mommy missile like whatever, you know, whatever that, whatever term we're using for the vans now. Usually I always just go straight to EnviroClean because, um, you know, I need some serious cutting ability there. So, um, and usually on interiors, I'll use it like 10 to one. I mean, I, I dilute it down so it's nice and safe, but that's why we love EnviroClean is you can make it do whatever job you need to by the dilution. Crystal wash on ceramic. Absolutely. Absolutely. It does a great job. Um, unclogging the coatings, as we say. So yes, when a car comes in that's got a coating on it, I always spray the bottom third with crystal wash just to make sure that I get that coating nice and cleared out. Um, perfectly safe on coatings. Yep. Uh, you have to try the putt, Keith, from Josh. I Josh. promise by TRCMA I will have done so. Yes. It's the best I can do. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and before we get too far, Soapbox. We are going to have a conversation soon about yes. 
ceramic coatings and and they are not the delicate flower that everybody thinks right. they are they're they're generally chemically impervious to most things so right. you put a lot of different products on a on a coating and not really damaging um, you know right. worry that you're going to remove the coating now can you yeah. damage it yes but remove it you're not going to remove the coating normally with chemicals yeah all right ron when do we get to tony's question <laughs> Flicking, keep keep flicking. <laughs> is it okay to use Inspiration Classic on leather sole or Inspiration Classic for leather? Is either possible? No. Um, here's the deal, and this is kind of one of my soapbox deals. Is I still have not totally wrapped my head around leather coating. I'm sure there's some out there that work, but for me, knowing what I know about leather is one coatings we know are broken down with friction alone, right? Like Keith just said, it's not from chemicals, it's not from bird droppings. Coatings are worn down only by friction. So if you're putting out on a leather seat that somebody is getting in and out, in and out, their jeans, their, you know, their clothes, their sweatshirts, that coating has got to wear down pretty fast. We are talking about a soft surface that flexes. Um, what I know about leather is the most important thing for leather is it to be hydrated. So for me, if I close those pores off from the leather and give it a stiff coating, that in my mind doesn't work out. So for me, I, I don't think coatings should go on leather, but especially ours because they're not formulated for leather. Now, what I don't know is there's probably coatings out there on the market that I've just never used that probably work great on leather. So I'm not saying don't use leather coatings, but I know that ours are not formulated to be on flexible surfaces. So we shouldn't use them on flexible right. surfaces for me. I like to use the leather treatment because I like the leather to stay hydrated. And if the leather's hydrated, it doesn't absorb your body oils. It doesn't crack. All the things that we're trying to protect the coat, you know, using a coating for, I use the leather treatment. So yeah. if it's hydrated, it's not going to absorb stains. It's not going to, you know, it's going to be super easy to clean if you do get something on it. So that's my take on coatings on leather. All right, Tony. <laughs> I wonder what dilution tip that would use. <laughs> I don't know, but it'd probably have to be a large aperture. We'll leave it at that. <laughs> I wish I could dilute Keith. That's so funny. <laughs> Romero, switching to ceramic brake pads to reduce. I did, and they're still horrible. Yep. Yes. <laughs> yep. It might be the way I drive. It might be the way I drive. I'm not going to say that I don't have a hand in how much brake dust, but, you know, I've got these big old Brembo brakes. And I drive way too fast, which means I have to brake way too fast. And even with ceramic brake pads, black. Black. I can go four days instead of one, which is, you know, it is an improvement. But, yeah, they still get really dirty. What is the name of Robin's uh, shop? The Detail Lab. She is oh, new. look at that. <laughs> nice. Right. For her on Instagram, there is a couple... Um, detail lab. So look for the black lab. Yeah. Chatham. Oh, no, in your, is no, is it a truck in the lab? It's a, your... it's a truck with a dog in the back. It's a dog. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Perfect. Great question. Tempest and EnviroClean. What's the difference? Um, Tempest is a true degreaser and EnviroClean is an all purpose cleaner. So Tempest is quite a bit stronger. However, I still absolutely, it's my favorite degreaser cause I've never damaged anything and it works amazing. Um, so that, I mean, that's basically it, right? It's a degreaser versus an all-purpose cleaner. 
Yep, it's going to be what we would say in the chemical business is hotter. So it's yeah. going to it's going to have more bite to it. Yeah, um, I would have never used Tempest on the interior of a car. Yeah, I would have no problem taking a BioClean inside a car, but I certainly would not ever take Tempest inside a car. Is it okay to top bead maker with paint cloth? Yes, Absolutely. And actually, but, if you're using it dry, I actually recommend this. Yeah. Um, because if you, you know, bead maker optimally would have a couple hours of cure time. Um, if you have to drive your car right after you've used Beadmaker or send a customer's car with them right after you use Beadmaker, I would always top it with paint gloss because it's going to make sure it kind of cuts that static barrier. Um, Beadmaker has a positive charge and paint gloss has a negative charge. So Beadmaker, if you're using it and, and you're using, honestly, any different towel besides an FTW, the FTW doesn't create a lot of static charge. But if you're using a fluffier towel with Beadmaker, it is creating a little bit of a positive charge. And so paint gloss just kind of shuts that off. And so it kind of gives you that ability to drive it sooner um, and gives the bead maker time to cure. Um, so like in the same way we use paint gloss as an anti-static on vacuuming, it kind of works the same on top of bead maker. And it's not going to affect the hydrophobic properties of bead maker, which is great. Yep. It's what I like to use as I deliver the car. You know, if the bead maker's been on there a while and it's got a little dust from sitting before the yep. client gets there, just use paint yep. gloss to wipe it down quick. Yep. It's a great final touch spray for sure. Uh, what right. watch is Keith wearing today? So I'm not wearing a watch now, but today's selection is a Subaquanoma 3 uh, that is about 13 years old and weighs about 9 pounds. So it will be my left arm workout today. There you go. All right. Awesome. <laughs> He's back. Uh, since PPF is flexible, can coating be used on PPF? Yes, because the coatings are actually slightly flexible. Um, so coatings have, are they're called elastomers, right? So yeah. the harder the coating, the less elastomers have. And that's why we recommend doing like Legend and then Soul because Soul gives Legend back that a little bit of flexibility. So absolutely, um, coatings are great on top of PPF and I highly recommend it. Always, yeah. always. Yep. Yep. And the other thing I would say is, you know, um, you have such a micro level of flexing on those mm -hmm. products that you're really pretty safe with most coatings over them. Um, but again, every manufacturer is a little different. Uh, we like inspiration and soul on a, on a PPF or a uh, film like that, uh, just because you have a less opportunity for the base coat to fracture, uh, cause they do afford a little bit of flexibility. Um, I was looking up because it's raining and my skylight was getting old. <laughs> All right. First time in Q&A and surely not my last one. Thank, thank guys. You are awesome. I think that's thank you for you joining guys. us. Yeah. <laughs> so we have actually hit the end of the text stream. Or yes. The, the, uh, Robin's um, got videos to make and I have videos yep. to fix. So. And I yes. have to deliver a couple bottles of bead maker to friends of mine who are down here and they race dirt. Oh theories nice. so they put bead maker on all of their cars and they asked me to grab a couple bottles and deliver them to them at the track so nice. that's what i need to do yeah they co i said their car probably goes faster with bead maker on it i'm sure, I'm sure it yeah scientifically yeah. proven well we'll yeah. ask uh, we'll ask michael, michael but i'm sure that's true yeah so awesome. before you go, Robin, where are you next? Where can we find you, see you, or connect with you next? Oh, boy. Definitely on autogeek.com, right? Check out all the classes that we have coming up. Um, we've got some coming up with Rupes. Uh, we've got our in-house boot camps. We've got road shows coming up. So they're all on our website. 
And obviously you can find me on Facebook, just Robin Sweet and The Detail Lab on Facebook, The Detail Lab on Instagram, The Detail Lab Chatham on TikTok. Oh, wow. Okay. Mm. I got to dial into those. So, Brittany, <laughs> where are you next? What is next on your calendar where the people will find you? Well, I'm home for the next couple of weeks, believe it or not. I've been traveling like crazy. Um, so I will be here in my shop. Um, I've got a couple of cool projects coming up. So, um, you know, make sure to follow me. I'm, I'm trying to get better about posting on my own social media, but it's kind of hard. Um, so I'm Eyewash Auto Detailing on all the platforms. And then obviously Sydney Bray Gwynn on all the platforms as well. And then our next trip is actually going to be the first part of March. We are all heading up to Big Bear to Rennie's shop to do our distributor experience. So um, stay tuned for that. That's going to be awesome. Um, we'll have one more episode before that. So um, we will be back in two weeks and we'll see what we've been up to. But Keith, you're, oh, you're going there after, but you you have a fun trip coming up too. I actually have two trips coming up. So this weekend, uh, just Thursday, I'm going to Seattle. We have some distributors up there I'm going to go visit. Uh, and then, of course, the Museum of Flight 100th uh, birthday for Dick is going to be on, on Friday, which will be awesome. Uh, you know, PNS is a big part of the Air Force One program. And so it'll be awesome to go up and represent the company. And uh, the, a bunch of mafia guys are going up there from the Sasquatch chapter. Robin, you got to make sure you come up and see us at the Squatch chapter. Um, and so we will we will be there. And then the following week, I am in Dallas for the Southwest Car Wash Show. Mm -hmm. um, so if you are a uh, IDA member, if you are a PNS fan, I will be at the Car Wash Show Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and then Saturday at uh, Anthony Brown's shop, which is Carter's Car Care. Uh, he is our distributor in the Dallas area. He is hosting a coding class. The class is full. But we're going to probably ad hocly throw out a Friday night um, meet and greet for him at his shop or a nearby restaurant. Uh, and Prentice is doing certification on Friday afternoon at the Southwest Show. So if you're not IDA certified, you can get it there. And then I get to see you guys at the, the distributor event, which is awesome. Yeah. Don't forget, folks, that February is Interior Month at PNS. So for all things interior, we may have a surprise still on the horizon about a product for February that nobody knows about. Uh, so stay tuned for that. We will see you in two weeks, which would be the 28th, I think. Am I right? Or no, that'd be the first. Am I uh, right? I think it's the 20th. It's the 27th. Yeah, 27th. Yep. So we will be the last day of February, be the last day of interior month. Maybe we will roll out a little bit of a surprise on the last day of the month. So You're about to get a text message from Bob. <laughs> I'm just saying... <laughs> Pay attention. You never know what we might have coming out. Um, we, we may revitalize an old product. You never know. Uh, I think we're going to see a new label on Crystal Wash this month, though, right? Um, yes. And that is what took so long for me to do the video. So I did label everything up last night and got the video done. So watch for that today, too. Watch that our social media because um, we will post as soon as it's ready to view. We'll post that it's out there. So, yeah. So awesome. Um, well, thank you, Robin, so much for joining hey. us. I know that we took you away from your okay. day in the shop and I know how those go. So thank you so much for taking time out to be with us today. It was great. Um, always appreciate having you. And I love Keith, it. Thank thanks you. for, uh, thanks for being such a great moderator. Well, thanks for being on guys. And I will see you all shortly or soon, I'm sure. But, uh, until then everybody be safe, happy detailing, and, uh, we will see you on the next show. Awesome. Thanks.